0: You are listening to Habs and Minded,
1: brought to you by HabsEyesOnThePrize.com. As fierce an opponent as they've been, they are our most cherished rival.
0: It might be called the best rivalry in hockey. I'm not so sure. I've been to a few division rivalries or national rivalries in, in Europe. It can be called the eternal rivalry as the two original six teams has faced each other more than any other NHL team. And while Montreal leads the series 469 to 345, we're still in awe when the matchup happens, especially in the playoffs. This matchup has caused the Richard riots, the Max Pochoretti moment, but also the amazing picture of Sugar Jim Henry, the sportsmanship when he shakes Maurice Richard's hand after a tough playoff series. A picture that has been immortalized in regards to what it means for this matchup for both clubs. You can fight and bleed for your club, but in the end, there is only mutual respect for each other and you go stronger together. Montreal fans are not as keen as remembering the 1992 sweep. Uh, more recently, we've had the PK Subban breakaway goal, as well as the non so private feelings between Milan Lucic on one side and Eloise and Alexandra Emelin on the other. We're back with the season previews. And while the North Division was fun, there was one matchup that we all missed last year's, and that was the one against our most cherished rivals, the Boston Bruins. With me today to preview the Boston Bruins, I have none other than Flutu Shinisawa of the Athletic. Thank you for joining us, Flutu.
1: You got it, Patrick. Happy to be here.
0: Uh, fantastic. It's, it's always great to have someone with such an insight as you do with the uh, in regards to, to the team that we're previewing. Obviously, there is a lot of history, and we're not going to dig deep into that because. That we could last for, yeah, a couple of other pods, probably. But looking from last year, Boston went into the playoffs, got beaten by uh, New York Islanders 4-1, to 4-2? Or 2 yeah. 4-2, yeah. And um, what did they learn from that series?
1: They learned, Patrick, that I, I think on paper uh, and in some of the games, probably more of the games, they outplayed the Islanders. But the Islanders stuck to their game, they were physical, they were really disciplined. And then whenever the Bruins made mistakes and the Islanders forced them to make mistakes, they, they made them pay. Uh, so I, I think for the Bruins that they really have to emphasize that, um, well, A, they, they've got to get good goaltending which they didn't they didn't really. Uh, and we can talk about that with Duca Rask and Jeremy Swayman. Um, but some of the issues flared up too, the, especially on defense. Uh, I think they were compromised. Uh, they started the year with uh, some question marks, and those lingered all year, and I, I think they tried to address that. That was one of their biggest priorities during the offseason was to really reinforce the defense. And, and their depth showed up too, their lack of it. Uh, the fourth line wasn't good. Third line was, was not good all year, uh, probably because Charlie Qualley was hurt, but also Jake Prusk had a really bad year, and then the second line really kicked in once Taylor Hall came in, and they were. Uh, I think both sides were happy about the fact that he re-signed for four years, and he looks like a good fit uh, here in Boston. But there, there's just issues, little issues here and there, um, that they tried to address, but they still have got have two major issues going into this season, which is second line center, and uh, in goal without rest.
0: Indeed, and uh, you mentioned obviously Islanders' strong play in, in, in the playoffs and obviously is in a similar capacity Montreal Canadiens' play um, have with, with big, strong defenders a little bit on, on the edge all the time getting away maybe a little bit with, with stuff in the crease that you shouldn't get away with. Um, have, you, you mentioned is that, that Boston Brewers are trying to address this but have they really gone for that big defensive line if we're going to call it something from, from the American other American sports
1: a little bit bigger on defense yes um the, they really liked the their top pair um Matt Griswick and Charlie McElroy they were really good puck possession smart moving the puck really good on defense really good uh up high in the zone but let's face it Matt Grizzik he's a small guy so, what do they do? They address it by signing Derek Forbert, who is not a small guy. He's six foot four, 219 pounds, wingspan, reach, long stick, a, a little bit of Zedano in that way. Mm-hmm. And, and most likely he'll start the season with the Charlie on the top pair. Now that, that'll be situational. If they're behind, for example, if they're coming off a, a kill, I'm sure we're going to see some of McAvoy and Grizzly because that's a really dynamic pair. But McAvoy can defend. And Forbert, he's known as a defensive defenseman. So size there. Yes. Um, uh, Mike Riley, he's not a big guy, but what, what does he do? Well, he's, he's good at retrieving. He's good at moving the puck. He's good at getting shots uh, on net from the offensive blue. So uh, the defense is, is better, uh, at least in theory, because you started last year with Jeremy Lozon. Uh, and Jakob zaborro and, and Forbert and and Riley are are significant upgrades over those two younger defensemen and Lozon's in Seattle and is now probably your your number eight defenseman. Um, so yes, uh, they got a little bit bigger with Forbert and that should help with that shutdown presence with Charlie, um, and he'll help on the kill too because he's gonna he's gonna play probably a minute minute twenty of a two minute kill. So that'll be yeah the, the, that'll be important um, for the Bruins.
0: Obviously, if we're looking behind the defense, there is this whole section with, with uh, Tuka Rask and, and Tuka, amazing guy. I've met him a few times, uh, as have you, obviously. But but when you look at it, um, we have to respect the decision that he was under and, and his family emergency. I, I completely understand why he went home. But what does it mean for, for this year with Ulmark as well?
1: That's a big, big adjustment. Um Tuukka Rask was, he was an ace. It was a clear cut number one. Um, and it, huge credit to Tuka for playing all of last year with a, with a bad hip that ultimately required surgery. And he's out probably, uh, well, if it's sort of normal season, he'd be out until December or January, but he's unsigned. So what does that mean for his future? We don't know. He says he wants to continue playing. He says he'll only play for the Bruins. So, okay, that's fine, but... A, they don't have cap space. B, who knows how well his recovery is going to go. Is he, That's major surgery, hip surgery for a 34-year-old goalie with a long career, uh, a lot of games, a high-mileage goalie. So it doesn't necessarily mean that he's going to be ready to go and that they're going to bring him back in. It's going to be old times again. And, and yes, like you mentioned, they, they invested pretty heavily in Linus Olmark, uh, four years, uh, $5 million per and I think it's going to take Linus some time. Uh, he's been so-so in camp. He, he wasn't great in the preseason game last night against the Rangers. It's, it's going to take time uh, to adjust to new everything, new city, new system, new coach, new teammates, everything. So, fine. And I, I think they really have a, a really good one in Jeremy Swayman. But played 10 games last year. Who knows? And how does he react this year when things go badly? Because they will. It does for every goalie when – Pucks are pouring in three, four, five. Then how does he react? How does he react in that game? How does he react the next game to make sure the bleeding stops? We don't know. And, and what if he gets hurt? Or what if he gets the Carter Hart issue where it's just young guy? He's 22 years old and just you just don't know. So you look at that. You look at Allmark. I think combined they have uh, – I can't remember the number, but it is maybe 200-something games of NHL experience maybe. Tuca and Yarrow Halak last year combined career wise over a thousand. So it's just you can't, you you just can't replicate that kind of experience. Tuca and Yarrow saw literally everything in the league. So you go from that to two new guys, Jeremy and and Linus. First time since 2003, 2004, that the Bruins have undergone that kind of um, transformation in goal, where it's been two new guys coming off of to old guys at the start of, of the previous season. So uh, they like what they have in, in, in Swayman, but 10 games NHL experience with a new goalie. That's you're 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 kind of holding your breath there in goal.
0: Indeed. And is this part of the reason why they also beefed up the defense in order to maybe secure the play play a more traditional kind of, of defense in 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 the garden because it helps these young players adjust as well.
1: Yeah, a little bit, but I, I just think that was just an issue they had to address regardless. Even if they brought right. back Tupinysaro, they just that was such a problem for them, uh, and it, it just affected their entire game. Okay, first you didn't really have a shutdown left side presence. Um, And then the retrievals were bad. Uh, They were just they were spending way too much time in their own zone. And then what does that do when you're spending time in your own zone, you can't get it going the other way cleanly. And their rush game really suffered. I think they're one of the worst teams in the league in terms of getting through center ice and, and then getting chances uh, on the rush in the offensive zone. And then they really struggled to put pucks on that from the offensive blue line. So this, this regardless, you could have had Patrick Roy in goal and they would have had to upgrade the defense. It was just that big of an issue. Clear cut, number one issue for the Bruins was to address the defense.
0: You always say added Taylor Hall last year, um, the big blockbuster trade that everyone sort of expected was going to happen. Maybe, I mean, like Boston was involved all the way through, but were you as sure as that it would happen during the season or, or what was your thoughts about that? No, I,
1: I don't, I don't think they were a slam dunk at all. Um, just given the fact that uh, they, well, in theory, they had some, some presence on the left wing. They had Nick Ritchie last year. They had Jake DeBrus. Again, he was struggling, but he still left wing would score 27 goals in the league before. So um, it wasn't really a, a, just a a glaring issue but i think when taylor hall a became available b he had the no move clause so that really put buffalo in in a jam um it it was only a few teams that he would go to and so what does that do that that lowers the trade price and and to get taylor hall for the price that they paid anders bjork and i think it was a second round pick that's you do that every day all day And then the fact that he wants to stay, Uh, he he wanted to sign in Boston the year before, the the summer before. It just didn't happen for whatever reason. So he ended up signing with Buffalo. Uh, But this is a guy who's bounced around, not much of a playoff resume, um, gone through, what, three or four coaches in in a short amount of time. So I think he was looking for stability. And the fact that he could be, he doesn't have to be the number one left wing here. That's that's Brad Marshall's job all day. So the fact that he can be a support player in that sense, I think that appealed to Taylor. Uh, so it's been a really good fit. Um, now we'll see, is that diminish at all without David Krejci as his center? Uh, I, I think it, it has to be in some degree because David is, was such a good player um, and, and had really good chemistry with Taylor and Craig Smith. Um, but yeah, if you look at the big picture, I, I think that was a really, really good uh, acquisition for the Bruins, um certainly not something that people saw coming but you, you you look at it afterward and you see okay, this made sense for the Bruins and and they were in a they were in a strong position to to uh, execute that deal and then resign Taylor.
0: How will you build that second line because that is really the biggest question for 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 Boston Bruins and and for fans in Boston um right right about this moment when we go yeah. through, through camp and we see who works with whom and and everything
1: the plan is for for charlie Coyle to be there now charlie's uh has been limited in camp at the start he's coming off of pretty significant knee surgery uh a knee problem that had been bothering him pretty much all year maybe he said last two or three years he just didn't feel right so and you look at his numbers last year they're really bad really bad for for what he is and what he's done and and the money he's getting paid so if he gets up to speed, he'll be the number one choice between Taylor Hall and Craig Smith. Uh, they have prospect Jack Stanika, who has been taking some of the shifts in camp. Um, he's 22 years old, former second round pick, 2017, uh, skilled, fast, creative, uh, but not much of NHL resume. Has, really didn't stick last year. So he made uh, a big commitment this off season to get stronger. He put on 15 pounds of weight, good weight. Um, and, uh, it shows he's, he's, he's looking a little bit more um, fluid when it comes to playing in high traffic areas, which you'll need to. So they, they have some options. If Charlie doesn't work out or if you really breaks through, then they, maybe they can use him and then move Charlie down to the third line. But yeah, that's just regardless if it's Charlie or Jack, and even if they're really good, that's still no David Creechie. That's, that's a really, really good player. Um, and who knows? Maybe there's a chance, maybe after the Czech season, that uh, David decides to come back to Boston. It's a possibility. But again, that's like the Tuca thing. There's a lot of stuff that has to happen to get from point A to, to B. Um, so I, I don't think they're, they're counting on that uh, at all. Um, but long, that's the short term, right? But there's the long term, too, that Patrice has one year left on his deal. And who knows? He's still playing well. Uh, maybe they go to year to year, but there's going to come a time when there's no Patrice and there's no David. And then what do the Bruins do? So I think they're, they're, uh, they, they have to look long term too, Patrick in terms of, OK, there's not really anybody in the system that's coming up to be a Patrice Berger and David Krejci. <laughs>
0: So well, there's tough to be looking. those kind of guys yeah, and shoulder right? that it's responsibility. Like, it's, it's, it's like
1: Pittsburgh. Well, yeah. well, where who's the next Crosby and Malkin? Well, there is no next Crosby yeah. and Malkin. So it's the Bruins version of that. So that's going to be yeah. something that they're going to be absolutely looking looking on the horizon to. How do you get a, a top two center? Right now, it doesn't look like it's it's from within. They might have to go without.
0: You, you, I mean, like it's been the, the one of the best lines for so long in in NHL, the uh, Bergeron line with Marchand and, and Parsonak as well. Like, as you mentioned, what comes behind it, and 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 how how long can they keep going? What are your expectations on this line? Can they carry this team? Because they will have to carry this team really into the playoffs this year.
1: Oh, for sure, for sure. And I don't see any drop off, which is amazing to think of Patrice at 36 years old and heavy minutes and all situations, but he looks good. He looks good. And, and Brad is Brad. He's fine. Now, David Posternak, you, you kind of wonder just because he had a family tragedy. His, his son died and you don't know how that messes with anybody just in, in life, let alone uh, pro sports. So, but I think David enjoys, from what we've seen, he enjoys being back at the rink with his friends, his teammates. So maybe that gives him some comfort, um, and and maybe he he uh, he finds some uh, some joy in, in his life to be doing what he likes. And that, that's always been David that he's enjoyed, really enjoyed being a hockey player. So hopefully that's the case, uh, and if so, I don't expect any kind of drop off with of that line. It's going to be dynamic. It's going to be. Together on the first power play, they're gonna be taking a lot of offensive zone starts. Um, yeah, so I don't see, no. Injury, that's that's the one issue, of course. Uh, they play, no they play a cold. hard game. Yeah, confrontational game. They go into high traffic, you never know. And then Patrice, he's been healthy, but he's always had groin issues. So who knows, uh, especially at the, the age. So the, the, that's always the issue there, but yes. Of course, it's been, it's been the question for a lot of years. How, how do you follow up line two, line three? Um, and, and that remains to be seen. Uh, Taylor Hall is a big presence and to have him for a full season, I'm sure is going to help. Um, and we he, he brought in some, some uh, veteran help. Uh, Howla, Felino, noshik but um, again, none of that equals David Craigie.
0: No, obviously not. And, 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 uh... Also thinking forward, in some ways, you have to start getting these younger guys into the team. And uh, obviously, I'm Swedish and, and you drafted uh, in, in uh, Fabian Lussell in, in, in the first round this year. Um, how has he looked in camp and, and what are the expectations on him this year?
1: Really good, considering the age, the size, uh, small rank for the first time. I guess he's had a little bit of experience with small rinks internationally, but he's he's been really good. Um, but again, 18 years old and still has to um, play against men. So the question is, and and he's been, uh, I think he's extended the discussion in terms of okay, do we put him in the American League? Um, but again, that's that's tough. 18 years old, being on your own, adjusting to life here in uh, America, having to play against men. I still think they think that Vancouver of the Western Hockey League is probably the best um, destination for Fabian, where he can adjust to life, adjust to smaller rink, play against peer group, go play World Juniors. Um, I think that's ultimately the best decision for him. But I think the Bruins have been really uh, satisfied with how he's. he hasn't been afraid one bit going into – Uh, you you look at skilled players like that. Okay. He's fine on the, on the wings and and on the perimeter. How is he going to be when he gets a a stick up high or when he has to go between the dots? And he's had zero hesitation of doing any of that. So uh, I think it's been a really good camp for Fabian Um, clearly top, top six skill in terms of the speed hands, a little bit of hardness to his game. So, yeah, looks like they've got a pretty good one here and they're going to need somebody, a, a number two right wing to go with David Pasternak. So and, but again, that's years down the road. Um, so uh, ideally, maybe he goes to Vancouver, has a really good uh, junior season. Maybe as a 19 year old, he goes to Providence. Maybe he even pushes for, for Boston next year. But that's uh we'll see how this this first year north america goes but he's off to a really good start any chance of getting
0: those nine games that that everyone like counts on their fingers
1: yeah i I don't think so that's just the it's the bruins are they're here to win they're not here to develop that they have they have a they have craig smith um as your top two right wings um so it, it would be maybe in a different situation maybe with a different team mm-hmm. um i don't know like a buffalo or ottawa i i think that would a be a young team that, that could up. be possible yeah. but no. it just it doesn't make sense for the team and it probably doesn't make sense for Fabian. It, um, maybe it'd be great for his confidence but again what if he goes a few games and you know, up top as 18 year old gets eight minutes of ice time gets really bad check to the head, whatever. Yeah. So, uh, but I, I think they want to be careful with him just because he's shown so
0: much promise. Yeah. You mentioned Stadnica as well as a prospect to look up for and, and, and look, see what he develops into during this season. Are there anyone else in the system that you want to highlight?
1: Well, that's the issue, right? That this has been a team that's traded two first round picks recently they traded I think it's 2018, 2020, first-round picks uh, for, for deadline deals. Rick Nash, under Kasha. Um, They traded the second for Taylor Hall. The, this has been a team, and, and you understand why, because they want veteran help at the, at the trade deadline because they, they're pushing for cups. Um, but where does that leave you? you? That leaves you without pretty high-end picks, which can turn into high-end players. And they've also been picking late, um, 2019, they, they go to Stanley Cup final. No, so yeah. they pick 30th. Yeah. So where does that get you? That gets you John Beecher, a center, who is going to be a junior at Michigan this year, and maybe he becomes a third-line NHL center if things go right. So that's not top six forward. That's not top four D. That's not ace goalie. So those types of players are lacking, and you can understand why, and they've missed on some picks. Uh, Erhova Kninen, who knows what he's going to be. You look back to 2015; they had three first-round picks in a row, and Jakob Zboril. He's a fringe NHL defenseman. Jake DeBrusk. He's coming off a really bad year. Zach Saninchen. I don't know if he's ever going to make the league yeah. full-time. Um, so, but they've also they got David Pasternak in the <laughs> number 25. Yeah, um, they got Charlie McAvoy, uh, number I think 14. So they've.
0: So I the like was team. a faller as well. Yeah, in, in regards yeah. to. What, whatever I yeah. expect him to be, um, and and obviously we, we mentioned it here on the pod for Montreal, especially looking to this year's draft, uh, a thirtieth pick is more or less, you know, it's a second rounder.
1: Sure, sure. So yeah, the the, the high end talent is not there. No. So that's going to take time. It's just going to take time to rebuild, restock, get those picks, develop like Fabian. In in a best case scenario, he's an NHL next year or even that that's a stretch two, two years, years yeah. i'll say two yeah. years so but by then patrice might be gone um so it's
0: uh, that would be yeah so there, there's some
1: issues here <laughs> uh, yeah uh now there, there's some other players that, that could come up um uh, this year in case of injuries oscar Steen, another sweet uh, yeah. he's been he's been good a nice player but is he top six no way the third line maybe center and a fourth yeah. line center maybe uh, Jakob Lauko, uh, Jack Oshan, these are all okay players, but uh, they're, not, they're not impact NHL players. Um, so that's, that's one of the, the tricks the Bruins have to, to pull off is uh, get some more young, young, high-end
0: young players. Is Bruce Cassidy the guy to, to drive Boston Bruins forward now?
1: Oh sure, you look at the track record. It's been nothing but success with Bruce, and he's been—he's uh, tactically, he's strong. He's a good communicator. He's—he's he's tough. Now I, I'm sure it's not easy being a young player and and playing for Bruce. Uh, there's been some young players that just haven't—it um, hasn't gone well for them. Anders Bjork, I thought was a player with promise, and he just—I think we he, all did. Yeah, his, but, and, and good luck to him in Buffalo. But right now, is he going to be a top six player? I don't know. Uh, Danton Heinen, Ryan Donato, Frank Vetrano. There's been some young players that have struggled with Bruce. Um, and Jake, he's, you can put him in that category too. But there's also been young players that have really thrived. Charlie McAvoy, Brandon Carlo. So uh, I think overall, Bruce has done, done a really good job. Um, he's... He's, he's on it. He knows when to make adjustments. He's, he's aggressive in terms of in-game, game to game in terms of, of changing his lineups. Uh, tactically, he's strong. Um, so yes, he's, he's one of the better ones in the league
0: there is no chance he is on a hot sheet, and he's also on, on the short list for, for assistant coach, or he is the assistant coach for the Olympic games, most likely, uh, as it seems that everyone is going to Beijing and we all appreciate that kind of, of hockey tournament again. Well, maybe not China's hockey team, but uh, we'll see what happens to them. Um, looking forward though, if you look to the season there, there is the Atlantic division is, <laughs> it's stacked this year. If, if, if you look at it, um, what is realistically the the level where we can expect the Bruins?
1: I think second tier. I still think Tampa is the number one. I don't care how many players they lost. They still got the goalie. They still got Point. They still got Hedman. They still got... Geez. And they got a wow. system
0: that yeah. works in developing as well. So the, you, oh, they have someone in the back pocket that we haven't even heard about.
1: Complete team. Complete, complete team. Complete organization. Great coach. Great GM. So... Uh, until we see some slippage they're they're the best so where does that put the bruins maybe they're with toronto toronto massive talent of course but uh who knows how the goaltending is going to be who knows how the defense is going to be uh, how does the do those young players react to losing the way they did do they go in the direction that they, they take the next step or do they take it's just too much for them so we'll see uh Boy, I, I, I still shake my head at the, the season that Montreal had last year. You look at the roster and you think, how the heck did this team make it to the final? But, hey, credit to them.
0: Hey Weber's um, will alone, I think, was well, the.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and he's gone. So, yeah. uh, and the goalie has got the, the, the health. The usual, so, the, the
0: usual, it's the hip surgery there as well. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, I I. I I, I think Boston on paper is better than Montreal. I, I think um, Florida is, is getting better, but we'll see. Uh, see how that, that comes together. Um, Buffalo is going to be awful. Uh, Ottawa rebuilding. So I, I I think Boston, Toronto, Montreal probably in that that second tier under Tampa.
0: Yeah, and and as you mentioned, there are um, we, we never know what Florida has. Because right. th- th- we have so little information about Florida, let's be honest about it. But but when you look at the other three teams, Buffalo, we, we know they're gonna be terrible. Uh, we know Ottawa is gonna flame, burst into flames every now and then and and, and show the-, the capacity that they have. And and I'm sure that everyone is gonna be super excited to see more Sider over in-, in-, in Detroit, because I am. I saw him in, in SHL last year and and uh, I've already placed a small bet on him becoming the Calder <laughs> winner, but, uh, but uh, obviously I hope for Cole Caulfield to be that at, at the end of the year, but, but you never know. Um, but yeah, it's, it's three teams that are, are more or less gone already at the start of the, um, of the season. We, we know that, uh, which creates this kind of, as you mentioned, tire system and, and, uh, but one of the last questions that I'm gonna gonna ask you, and thank you for joining us, Pluto. It's 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 great to have all your insight into to such a team that is the Boston Bruins. Um, will there be three or four teams from, or, or even five from from uh, the Atlantic Division?
1: Yeah, that's uh,
0: that's because that is one. where Montreal is, isn't it? That fourth yeah. spot. Will there I, be? I,
1: I think so uh boy i i I still i still have my doubts about that roster maybe they maybe it all just came together for them at the right time last year and they they take a step back i think but you never know uh i'll say tampa for sure Uh, toronto good good chance boston good chance Uh, florida we'll see montreal we'll see so three yes for sure maybe five yeah (laughs) um but whatever let's go for four florida four, gets four. in, montreal gets up yeah, yeah. I, don't, I, I don't know i'm, I'm yeah. horrible at these so yeah yeah we'll no, no,
0: we're, we're definitely gonna hold you to it obviously okay so. <laughs> no, but you mentioned it as well and and, and we, we mentioned the loss of weber uh the 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 question Huge. mark in regards to to carry price yeah uh but but what are the other weaknesses really that you see in in, in montreal?
1: Uh, I, I I can't say that I, I can speak expertly. No, no, but because as it's, as been, as it's as been so long <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> and that's it's it's been, been such a shame. As well. Yeah,
1: It's been such a shame that, these, that we haven't been able to see these two teams, but do they have, do they have the kind of, of presence? Um, do they have a, do they have game changing offensive talent that, you know, it's, Okay, everybody game plans for the Bergeron line. Everybody everybody has to account for uh, the Barkov line. Everybody has to account for Point and Stamkos when they're, they're in Kucherov. Uh, is, does Montreal have that kind of presence? I don't know. Is, is, of course, Caulfield and Suzuki maybe. Uh, At least that Gallagher Car- maybe.
0: Suzuki and, and Caulfield is going to get that treatment where, where they line up the best defensive line to them.
1: Yeah. And maybe they'll hold their ground, but then, then where does that leave the rest of the team? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think we've always seen Montreal as being four balanced, fast, dependable, skilled lines. But do they have that kind of offensive presence? I don't know. And and to, to be without that that presence on, on defense is, is huge. Um, uh, goal, I, I think they'll be fine. The, the health, of course, is an issue. But... I just, uh, in terms of, of high end talent, I don't see them being in that Tampa, Toronto, Boston mix. Uh, even for, you can put even Florida in that mix too. So, but again, they went they went four rounds last year, better than everybody else except one team. So, we'll see. Um, I, I, it's that's it's 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 a mystery team to me right now. Uh, I don't I don't think there's that much clarity with them uh, as there is uh, some of these other teams. So maybe they sneak up on guys. We'll see.
0: You listen to Fluto Shinsawa and uh, you can find him on on The Athletic and you can find him on Twitter at Fluto Shinsawa and and thank you for joining us today most enlightening
1: you got it yep my pleasure